What is up, guys? Welcome to the Hold My Mic podcast, where we're going to talk about the latest in the sports world. I am your host, JP Vargas. Um, this is the first ever episode of this podcast, so I appreciate you guys joining in today. Um, we'll be talking about the AFC and the NFC Championship game going on this Sunday. And uh, soon after that, we'll be talking about the NBA All-Star selection and how they revealed the All-Star starters. Um, so like I said, thank you for joining me today, and let's get to it. First, we got the Bengals at the Chiefs at 3 p.m. on CBS. We'll be going over how both teams got here. Um, let's start with the Bengals. Um, the Bengals went actually 10-7, and which got them the AFC North crown. That gave them the fourth seed in the playoffs. They hosted the Raiders in the wild card round. Um, it went down to the wire. They got a stop versus Derek Carr. I believe they got an interception, um, which then got them a matchup versus the number one seed in the AFC, which was the Tennessee Titans. They upset the Titans 19-16 on a game-winning field goal. Um, they got to protect Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, but give him credit. He stepped up. He made the throws when they needed to be made. And they got to this point. Uh, now moving over to the Chiefs. Uh, they went 12-5, and which got them the AFC West crown. They earned themselves the second seed. They hosted the Steelers in the wild card round. Uh, it was a cakewalk, basically. I think Nick Wright on Fox said it was better than a bye, which kind of agree with him. They worked out some kinks, and their defense is playing a little bit better. Um, right after that, in the divisional round, they hosted the Bills, which was in consideration for one of the greatest games of all time. It was a back-and-forth game. It ended 42-36 on a game-winning touchdown to Travis Kelsey. It was just a ridiculous game. I feel bad for the Bills fans and Josh Allen. He he literally played his ass off, but the Chiefs made a couple more plays when they needed to be made. These two teams actually played earlier in the regular season. They played, I believe, in week 17 right before the playoffs started in on January 2nd. Uh, there was a back-and-forth game. The Bengals actually beat the Chiefs 34-31 on a game-winning field goal. Patrick Mahomes went 26 for 35, 259 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Burrow went 30 for 39, 449 yards and four touchdowns. And Jamar Chase had 11 receptions, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. Both teams had zero turnovers, and both teams had similar time of possession, which is very key, I think, um, in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I believe the keys to the game really are, can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow? Because if he gets sacked nine times, there's no way they're keeping up with the Kansas City offense. Um, in the Titans game, the Bengals only scored one touchdown, which obviously, like I said, will not be good enough to keep up with the Chiefs. And they need to create pressure on Patrick Patrick Mahomes. You, we all saw, I believe, in last last year's Super Bowl, Patrick got hammered. That offensive line got exploited. I know they were injured on the offensive line, but 
just like any quarterback, if you get pressured, you get less time to think, less time to make decisions, you will not be the same quarterback. So the Bengals do need to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs, can the Chiefs run the ball effectively? I believe that's that's very key to this game. If they can some, somewhat create a run game this game, it'll it'll open up everything else on the backside. It'll create the play-action pass game with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in the backside. And can their defense, the Kansas City Chiefs defense, create any turnovers? Last week they got smoked. They did a pretty good job against Diggs, but Davis from the Bills got three or four touchdowns on him, which cannot happen. Obviously the only, I wouldn't say the only, but the biggest cover that the Chiefs need to focus on is obviously Jamar Chase. He cannot uh, roam free like they did in week 17 where he was just basically covered man-to-man at the single game. And he got, he like I said, 11 receptions, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, so obviously they need to do a little bit more of a uh, zone or double team on Jamar Chase. Um and the Bengals did a pretty good job against Derrick Henry. I know it was his first game back um, from the foot injury, but the Bengals stopped the run pretty good. So if the Chiefs can, you know, muster up some yards in the run game, it will take the pressure off um, Patrick Mahomes. Um, for you betters out there, I believe the over-under is 54.5. Um, that's, I checked that yesterday morning, so I don't know if it's over or under that. But for what I have, it is 54 and a half. The Chiefs are favored by a touchdown, um, which I I do think that's what's going to happen. Um, it's really hard for me to go against Joe Burrow, man. He he is a killer. Um, I think Skip Bayless on his show said he was kind of like a Brady-esque quarterback. Um, I know he gets overlooked because there's Josh Allen, there's Herbert in the from the Chargers, there's obviously Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, um, but... You know, Joe Burrow makes the makes the right decisions. He doesn't have the greatest arm, but he does have that aroma, that swagger that you want from a quarterback. And I do agree with him with Skip Bayless. I know he he says some crazy things sometimes, but I do believe that he does have a Brady Tom Brady quality in him. Um, but my prediction: um, Chiefs twenty eight, the Bengals twenty one. Um, this is the second time around they play. I believe that that's pretty much a good score uh, regarding, you know, it's being a uh, AFC championship game. The nerves are going to be there at the beginning. They're going to be a little bit tight. I know the Chiefs has been there, but I think it's still going to be a big stage. The Bengals is the first time there since, I believe, 1988. So I think they're going to be a little tight at first. But once the adrenaline wears off, I think the ball will roll and... um it's going to end in a Chiefs win. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow, man, but Patrick Mahomes is going to make a couple more plays. And now to the NFC Championship side, we got the 49ers and the Rams um, at 630 on Fox. Um, just to, again, go over how they both got here. The Niners went 10-7, and I believe, in the regular season. They were third place in the NFC West, right, be- right behind their rivals, the Rams and the Cardinals, um, they still earned themselves the sixth seed in the NFC bracket. 
They played at the Cowboys. They beat them 23-17. It should have been, a, you know, a bigger spread. But, you know, Jimmy G threw that costly interception. But ho- thankfully, the 49ers defense made them, made the Cowboys um, not score at the end. Um, and then they went on the road versus the Packers, the number one seed Packers. And it was a snowy game. It was, you know, in the trenches game. It was 13-10, 49ers won on a game-winning field goal. The 49ers had to run the ball, obviously, because it was a snowy game, which favors them because you don't you don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G and his insecurity with the ball. But they got it down versus the Packers. Give them credit. That defense showed up. And then the Rams, they went 12-5, winning the NFC West. Earned themselves the fourth seed, hosted their division rival, the Cardinals, and blew them out. Um, the Cardinals are kind of just a fluke at this point. Um, they always start 6-2, and 7-1, 8-0, first half of the season. But their quarterback, Kyler Murray, always gets either banged up or something, nicky-tacky, you know, injury. And it cost them, man. Uh, yeah, so they got blown out. And then they went on the road versus the Bucks, the number two seeded Bucks, and they beat them 30 to 27 on a game-winning field goal. Their defense played spectacular versus the Bucks. Um, they got the stops when they needed. Their offense kind of let them down. I think Cooper Cup had a fumble, and Akers had another fumble at the end, which made it a little bit closer. But it came down to Matthew Stafford making that, obviously, that long pass down the middle of the field to Cooper Cup to set up that field goal. Obviously, the field goal kicker made the kick, and they're here now. Um, the previous matchup, obviously, they're division rivals, so they play twice twice a year. The first matchup was Week 10. The Niners beat the Rams 31-10 on Monday Night Football. Matthew Stafford threw two interceptions, went 26 for 41 with one touchdown. Jimmy G was the game manager that game, 15 for 19, two touchdowns. They really set up the the run game down the Rams' throat. Um, and then week 18, kind of similar thing. The, the Niners beat the Rams 27-24 in overtime. Again, Matthew Stafford, two interceptions, thrown that game. Jimmy G was a little bit more efficient this game around. 23 for 32, one touchdown. Um, he also actually threw two interceptions, but the Rams couldn't. You know, they were actually winning that game the whole time, and then the the Niners came back. I believe Kyle Shanahan has beat the Rams versus Sean McVay, I think, six, six games in a row. I saw kind of an interview where the reporter asked Sean McVay, hey, what's going on? Like, you haven't beat the Niners and, and your counterpart, you know, six games in a row. And he he looked pissed. I think I think that's gonna contribute into this game and the Rams motivation. Obviously, as a competitor, you don't wanna be be known as a weak link in a matchup. So I think he's gonna be super motivated, uh, motivate his guys, and yeah, I think that's gonna be a kind of kind of a key in the game. Another key for the Rams, Stafford's gotta take care of the ball. Obviously, like I said, he he threw two interceptions in both games versus the Niners. That was obviously because of the defense and the pressure generated from the Niners. Joey Bosa, I think he he he's a monster, or Nick Bosa, whichever. But um, they they gotta create pressure, protect Matthew Stafford, 
because that pressure will will get to will get to him. And then on the defensive side, they got to stop Debo. We all know Debo is probably the best player on that team. Um, Debo had I think 130 yards both games versus the Rams. Rams this year, um, yeah, they've had a kind of tough tough task on the pass pass defense. Um, Jalen Ramsey got beat last week versus Mike Evans on that long touchdown run. I mean touchdown catch down the sideline. Um, but I know the 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 focus is Debo, but don't sleep on Kittle, man. Kittle's always like a top three or top five tight end in this in this league. Don't sleep on him. I know he's been using he's been being used for the running game, but you you got to hunker down on Kittle because if, if they if they establish the run the 49ers and they get a play action pass, definitely Kittle is gonna be open. And he's he made a great catch down the sideline versus the Packers that I think set up the the game winning field goal. Um, so you can't sleep on him, and got to stop Debo. For the 49ers, man, Jimmy G got to stop being Jimmy G. Um, this game for me kind of comes down to that: which quarterback I trust more. Um, I know Stafford been with the Lions. He really hasn't won in the playoffs. This is the farthest he's gone. But that's because he actually has a team around him. Um, Jimmy G, uh, like I said, I think he's a game manager. And sometimes he even manages to fuck up the game. Like, you have one job just to hand the ball off and make the right reads. And sometimes he cannot do that. That's why establishing the run for them is key. If they can manage to out-dirty the Rams in the trenches, get some yards, establish the run early... I believe if they do that, they will win the game. Like I said, the defense, I have no problem with the 49ers defense. They just need to do what they're doing to get to the quarterback. Like I said, Stafford struggles one pressure. That's why he got two interceptions on both games versus the Niners earlier this year. For the better's odds, um, over under this game is 46 and a half. The Rams are three and a half point favorites, which is crazy because you just get three points for being the home team. So everyone's saying that this is going to be a very tight game. I don't know, man. This, like I said, it goes down to what quarterback I trust more. Um, Stafford versus the Bucks. I think he showed up. I think that's going to, you know, go over to this game and the Rams are going to have this confidence in them because they just beat the defending champs to beat the greatest of all time. And like, like I said, Sean McVay is tired of hearing that, oh, he's 0-6 in the last six games versus the Niners, which is, which is a valid fact, but I believe he's going to get it done. He's at home. But the, four, the 49ers team and fans, they travel. So the game's in L.A., not, not far off from San Francisco. So... It's going to be, I say, a 50-50, 60-40 fan-filled stadium. But I do got the Rams 23, the 49ers 17. Um, so that's just me trusting Matthew Stafford more. I do believe the Niners' defense is better. But I, like I said, I do not trust Jimmy G in big moments. You saw it against the Chiefs in that Super Bowl where I believe he actually had Debo Samuel open down the middle of the field on that long pass, and he overthrew him. Um, he, I think that's when the Niners said, hey, we need to get Trey Lance. We need to get a better quarterback. That's when the talk started because that play was there. That defense was legit, coached by Robert Sala, which, is, which he is now the head coach of my Jets. Um, yes, I am a Jets fan, unfortunately. 
But um, hopefully, I guess Jimmy G doesn't Jimmy G. But I still got the Rams 23, 49ers 17. That making the Super Bowl matchup of the Rams versus the Chiefs. Um, We'll talk about that probably down the line closer to the Super Bowl. But just based off the name, the Chiefs and the Rams, that's going to be a shootout. I know they had a crazy Monday night game a couple years back when Jared Goff was a quarterback for the Rams. I believe it was like a 51-45 game, something like that. It got the most views of Monday night game in a while. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes had like 500 yards that game, but he threw like four interceptions, had like two fumbles or something like that. So if if we just get a game like that where it's 51-45 in the Super Bowl, I'm going to be excited. Um, if, if the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl, I know it's going to be like kind of a boring run the ball throw a couple plays down the field type of game. Yeah, the the 49ers got probably the worst quarterback left in the, in the playoffs. So as long as the 49ers don't make it to the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure we'll get a good game in the Super Bowl, even if it's the Bengals um, versus the Rams. So it's going to be a good game. Um, I won't be surprised if I'm 0 for 2 in, on my picks because, like I said, I believe in Joe Burrow and the 49ers defense is legit. So I would not be surprised if I'm 0-2. Hopefully I'm not because I believe the Chiefs and the Rams would be a better Super Bowl. You know, have have L.A. team, uh, home team, again, two years in a row. If the Rams make it to to the Super Bowl two years in a row where the home team makes it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man, so hopefully my prediction is correct. Now let's just kind of move on to the NBA and the NBA starters that were announced um, last night. Let's see what we got here. Okay, so for the West, obviously the captain, um, LeBron James, he got the most fan votes for the, I believe, fifth straight year. Uh, Accompanying him in the front court, we got Jokic. I believe he's the best center in the league. I just, his passing ability is just fantastic. He can shoot the ball. Um, His defense has been underrated this year. Um, They got the Nuggets, I believe, in the Six, six seed, six or seven seed. Let me ch- double check that real quick. Yeah, he's in the six seed, um, 26 and 21 right now, which is pretty good um, since Michael Porter Jr. is out with the back injury and then Jamal Murray still has that knee injury. Um, and then Andrew Wiggins is a prize pick that the fans voted in. Um, Andrew Wiggins, 18 points per game, first ever all-star, and he's a starter. Um, I think Draymond right, was right behind him in the fan vote. Um, so I would have seen, I voted for Przingis, honestly. The Dallas Mavericks are doing pretty good. They're the fifth seed. Um, and like I said, he's the front court. He's been playing more than Luka Doncic. Um, he's ha- had pretty good numbers. I voted for um, Przingis as my third front court player, but whatever. Um Looking at looking at the votes again, Draymond was right behind Andrew Wiggins. I would have had no problem having um, Draymond in the starting lineup because he is the heart and soul of that team. Um, like like you see it now, they're kind of struggling. Not struggling, but for their standards, they're doing worse than they want to with Draymond Green out the lineup. And then another first-time All-Star. In the backcourt, we got John Morant. No question about it. 
the the Memphis Grizzlies, man, they're sleepers. Um, they're they're just some dogs, man. They're third in the West. They're thirty three and seventeen. Um, he's having crazy numbers. He got a crazy block on Avery Bradley that kind of went viral. He would like two handed snatch that shit. It, it was just nasty, man. Um, and then the other guard in the, in the backcourt, obviously Stephen Curry, um, Chef Curry or whatever you want to call him, the greatest shooter of of all time. Uh, he's been struggling with his shot lately. I saw on Twitter that I believe in you know, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook has a better field goal percentage than Curry overall. I think Westbrook is like at a 43 and Curry is like at a 41 or 40 around there, which is insane. Yeah, like I said, Curry's been struggling lately. Ever since he he beat that, you know, three-point record, he's been going downhill. I don't know if it's because Clay's back and he's just trying to get him into the flow of things or whatnot, but he's he's just kind of struggling for his standards. Um, like I said, I had no problem with the West at all. Um, LeBron was a was a no doubter. Jokic was a no doubter. It was just kind of like that third backcourt player. Um, Wiggins, it is what it is. They're first and first or second in the West. But I would have liked to seen either Przingis or I would have no problem with Draymond. Um, now to the East. This was kind of the easiest out of the two on the backcourt. Super easy. We got Giannis, obviously. Um, they've they've been struggling um, compared to last year. Uh, let me see where they're at in the East. They're six. They're thirty and twenty right now. Um, which you know it, they're just. I guess they're like a little hungover from last year. But once the playoffs get get coming, they're 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 gonna lock in. Especially if they're the sixth seed right now. They they play the Cavs if the playoffs started today because the Cavs are third place. Don't sleep on the Cavs now. They're they're, they're pretty good. Um, another the captain for the East. I'm sorry I didn't start with you, but Kevin Durant. Um, he's injured. Um, he won't be playing in the game. But Kevin Durant did get the most votes in the East. And then Joel Embiid. He's been crazy. Shaq's been raving about him. Charles has been raving about him. He's been scoring. I believe the last five games prior to last night versus the Lakers, he's been averaging like 43 points. It's insane. He's doing really good. He's super healthy, and it's good for the league. I just feel bad for him with the whole Ben Simmons situation. Hopefully, they trade him this year because then it, you know, it's a waste of a year if they go to the playoffs and they don't make it far enough, you know. So hopefully, I heard Sacramento's in in the running for Ben Simmons. You know, Swipe a Swipe a Fox and a couple more players, I believe, will be better than not having Ben Simmons at all and just having Joel Embiid by himself. Um, and then for the front, for the front core guards, um, um, kind of happy half and half. I voted for DeMar DeRozan and, um, Zach Levine. Um, but only DeMar DeRozan got the starting nod. Um, it was DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young. Um, Trey Young, he's, it's a fan vote, so I understand but Trey Young's right now in the 12th seed, I believe, in the East. Let me see. Yeah, they're the 12th seed. They're 22 and 25, kind of underperforming from last year compared to last year. I'm sorry. And then I, I, like I said, I believe Demar Derozan and Zach Levine should have made it. The Bulls are second in the West. I mean, in the East, they're 30 and 17. People doubted that they were gonna click, but they're they're doing just fine, man. Demar Derozan. I wish the Lakers would have got him, but I guess they they didn't fall in love with his mid-range game 
Um, and he's proven that, hey, the mid-range, and now he's he's spotting up for three now and making that consistently. So, like I said, Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan are the guards for the East. Um, I do believe it should have been both Bulls players, but it is what it is. Um, and just kind of review what happened uh, yesterday in the NBA real quick before I head out. Um, I believe the 76er played the Lakers. The 76ers, like I said, didn't have Ben Simmons, didn't have Seth Curry, but Danny Green came back. Tobias Harris had a good game. Um, Anthony Davis was fantastic. He got a couple blocks on Embiid. He had, I think, 30-plus points. Um, but no one else showed up, man. Um, Malik Monk, he, he was he was kind of like the third leading scorer in the Lakers kind of streaky. He had, he didn't show up. He had 11 points. Um Anthony Davis had 30 point 30 plus points and then Westbrook had 15, I believe, but he also had six turnovers, which is very nerve-wracking. I I don't I don't see it working out, man. I I've seen John Wall is out there, but the Lakers don't want to include that first round pick from 2027. Um as a LeBron fan, I I'd, I'd say fuck it, give him the fucking pick. I don't I don't care. Westbrook's not working. John Wall, he is a bigger guard. Yeah, he hasn't played in a minute. He's had injury issues. But like I said, he's a bigger guard, so a bigger body. I believe he has a better shooting stroke than Westbrook. So they do have similar three point shooting percentages. But I just I just I'm over Westbrook, man. Like all the memes, I, I've seen like four or five minute videos on YouTube and Twitter just off Russell Westbrook bricks, hitting off the glass, hitting off the side of the backboard, barely hitting any anything. Um, it's it's insane, man. And uh, I'm just getting tired of it. And the turnovers, he's been better lately. He's been averaging like one or two. For, for the past 10, 15 games. But when he does have those turnovers, it is just the worst possible timing. Yesterday, he had a turnover, a fast break. I think they were down double digits, and they were on a like 5-0 run. And then they stopped the Sixers. They were going on fast break. And then Thibel, give him credit, Thibel is a great defender. Um, He kind of anticipated the pass, and then the Sixers went back and scored on a 2-1 fast break and that kind of sucked the life out of the Lakers and yeah they they lost by double figures um so the Lakers got to do something um, I don't know what it is if John Wall is going to happen um Kendrick Nunn mean he needs to step up and I don't know put some Vicks on his kneecaps or something because uh, I'm kind of Tired of oh he, he he's he's better now and then he has two days of practice and his knee starts hurting again, I don't know man and THT, uh, let let me tell you man THT they gave him money, and any any young prospect with LeBron, you're you're you need you need to step up, like you you just can't do what you did last night. It was, he was like the worst plus minus on the team yesterday. He he had a nice move and he like airballed a layup at one point. I think he's just hearing the trade talks, and it's getting to him. And he he's just he's just shrinking at this point, man. When you're getting outplayed by Austin Reeves, a rookie, I think he's undrafted. That that's just terrible. Um, give give Austin Reeves credit. He stepped up. 
he's like the new Caruso of the Lakers. Um, but they they need to do something. It's not looking good. Even though they're in the play-in tournament, if the playoffs started today, they'd play the Blazers first. And the Blazers are terrible. Damian Lillard's hurt. And I, th- I think, yeah, that C.J. McCollum, I think he's not playing. So they, they'd win that matchup. But obviously it's the Lakers. It's LeBron. They don't expect to be ninth place right now. They're 24 and 25 under 500. So that that's not that's not good. And I think the second game, I didn't watch it because um, who watches the Timberwolves? But um, Timberwolves versus the Warriors, and I think the Warriors won that game. Yeah, man. So that that's what happened with the NBA. Um, I hope you guys liked this this first episode. Um, first, obviously, I know it wasn't perfect, but it, it was definitely fun talking about sports with you guys. Um, so just a little recap. I do got the Chiefs winning the AFC Championship game, 28-21. I got the Rams winning the NFC Championship um, 23-17 versus the 49ers. And definitely the Lakers need to trade Russell Westbrook. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, let me know what you guys thought of today's episode. Please spread the word about this. Um, hope you all enjoy it and see you all next time. Peace.